0: to another edition of soap dish salem style i am your host tony ann and with me today i've got michael nick and Arya. say hello everybody
1: hey hey dishers hey y'all
0: hi all right so let us start things off we got a bit of news to discuss this week first things first the beyond salem promo and poster dropped are we excited um
2: Can you go first <laughs> um I'm excited for the show. The promo didn't affect that. I'm just curious to see what they do.
0: I was more excited by the poster than the promo. The promo seemed very low-key compared to season one's
3: trailer.
1: Yeah,
3: I, I felt like the season one promo, it lived up to what the show ended up being. I don't know if I'm that excited about season two because the promo was not it for me. The, however,
0: the poster with the hourglass and the bow and Hope wedding rings and true love never ends that got me. Like when I zoomed in on those wedding rings and saw the B and the H on those wedding rings I lost my entire shit.
3: Yeah, I like that. I'm trying to think what, what didn't we see in the promo?
0: We saw Ben and Sierra introducing the baby to Hope. We saw what looked like Paul and Andrew flirting. We saw Steve and John are tied up. There's going to be some kind of big charity ball in Hong Kong, it looks like. Uh, we saw the many faces of Steve Burton.
1: Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> that man Did had know, so No, because it was like the same expression. Anyway, continue. He
1: looked better on this show than on the other one.
3: Makeup hides a multitude of sins
2: jesus jesus Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm. 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 that's what we call you
1: (laughs) Mm. 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 did Um, i lie just just move on (laughs) y'all not finna get me for that one Mm -mm. i had nothing to do with i will hey
0: listen i will take the bullet on that one i said it i own it and i stand by it
1: I tried to give the man a compliment. You see what happens. (laughs) Try to be nice on this damn show. I swear.
0: But anybody else has anything to add on the promo or the poster? We'll just move on to the next thing, which is also beyond Salem related. Um, Anybody else have any other comments on the promo or poster? No, we're good. All right. So moving right along. Andrew Massett confirms the return of Larry Welch for Beyond Salem. So this is basically going to be Bowen Hope's greatest hits because we've got Megan Hathaway, The Three Prisms, Larry Welch. I am so excited for all of it.
3: I, I can't wait. I loved Larry Welch as um, their villain back in the day. So I'm, I'm excited about the Pope stuff.
2: Yeah. I am too, because I've never seen most of it. So oh I'm that's right. you' being such this... a
3: newbie in
0: comparison. This is going to be so new for you. Yeah I'm ex- I'm excited to really see what you think.
2: Same. I'm, I'm, I'm that's like yeah, that's about the problem like it didn't do much. but'm I've been excited about this show because I know Bone hopes a lot about Bone Hope's big history and their big their big story. So I'm curious to see what they do.
0: I'm, I'm excited. And we've also got somebody new coming into the main show i'm not quite sure how to pronounce this so forgive me for possibly mangling this name but elia cantu is playing jada hunter and she will debut later this summer or fall on days of our lives and if anybody um was paying attention to martha madison's daytime emmy posts on instagram you'll see her and you'll know that she we knew she was joining the show we just didn't know as who and now we know she is going to be Marcus Hunter's daughter Jada
2: i'm curious
0: same me too it's honestly brilliant because she's connected to a character we care about cuz Marcus was very popular so it's nice that she's connected to a character that we care about but she's still new and yeah. she is not genetically related to anybody in Salem mm-hmm. so she can literally fuck anyone
2: that part i like that's
0: the that's (laughs) that's the thing that makes me the happiest it's somebody connected to the history without having any biological ties to the show
2: yeah and it's yeah at the very least um i appreciate that she's connected to the show in a way yeah um we don't these shows have a large history. They don't always need new characters. Sometimes you do because Days is that show where you could need a new character every once in a while, but you don't always need new characters. So I'm happy they connected her to the canvas in a way.
3: But it's it's yeah. also kind of like a new character because they're pulling from the history of the show.
2: Like, yeah, that character. I would prefer that on a lot of these shows. Just they they just don't do it. Yeah,
0: G H specifically needs to take
3: notes.
2: They do. So
3: I, I think this <laughs> is a way Great way to introduce a character Like they're pulling from A character who has been on the show But the character doesn't have a, Like a lot of ties to Characters in Salem so Because she's
0: automatically tied to Stephanie Who we already know is going to be On the show full time after beyond Salem yeah. So they've she's already You know she's already got connections With Steve, Kayla, and Stephanie We don't know where else she's going to go Romantically. We have no idea what her career is, though I'm gonna guess maybe she might be a lawyer. Marcus was a doctor, but she may be a lawyer because she was sitting with Martha and the woman who plays Trask at the Emmy. So I'm thinking maybe they're all lawyers in Salem. Hmm. That'd be kind of fun because Lord knows we need more than Justin and EJ for lawyers and Bell. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And I will say with all of the exits we have that have already happened and one that's coming, which we'll talk about in one minute. I I am happy that Days seems to have a plan, meaning all of these characters are leaving, but we're immediately having other characters come in and take their place. So it doesn't feel like we're sinking into the void, but it feels like we're filling it. Does that make sense?
3: Makes sense. Wish they had a better plan before. Yeah,
0: I wish, I wish the exits maybe could be executed a little bit smoother and the, the plan should have been executed better leading into the exits, but I'm at least happy that they learned from the mistakes of 2014 because when Sammy and EJ left in 2014, the show cratered when they left because they had no plan. Mm. They learned, it seems like they are learning from that mistake and I am grateful for that. But moving on to the last bit of news, Robert Scott Wilson and Victoria Conifle exit as Ben and Sierra Weston as Sin goes sailing around the world on July 8th, though Ron did hint in Soap Opera Digest that Robert Scott Wilson would be back and his social media stories confirm this. The only question we have now is who will he be playing? Rumors are Alexander Kiriakis, but we don't actually know if that's true. Any thoughts on this?
3: Any thought I have? or any opinion I have, is not nice.
2: <laughs> just... I, I don't have any thoughts.
3: So. <laughs> I just, um, how do I say this? Um, okay. I am worried about the success of this new character Rob will be playing because I think Rob's acting is very limited. His range is limited. I don't know how well this will turn out. I have no problem seeing an actor play another role. That, like, this is so bad. I'm I'm used to it. Like, that is no problem. I'm just not sure
4: he's going to pull it off. I think
3: he can pull it off. The timing of it is
0: where I'm like, this is, feels like a mistake.
2: Feels very (laughs) GH-esque.
0: The only difference is the character he's supposed to be playing will be is rumored to again be connected to the canvas. Which I, if that's true, and I only say if because who he is hasn't officially been confirmed yet. If that's true, I give days points for that. Because again, if you're going to do this, make it a character that matters, do not make it some rando that we've we have no connection to. And people have been asking for Alexander to come to town for years. People wanted Paul Telfer to be Alexander Kiriakos instead of Xander.
2: Yeah, we did. So, so that I'm excited about that aspect if it turns out to be true cuz I want to see I've always wanted to see Sunny with one of his brothers on screen and because we've never had that. And I think it's a little bit of a way to finally invest in justin having two of his sons on canvas so i'm excited to see that yeah victor um always being a meddling patriarch is, a, is fun so i'm excited to see that as well
0: it could be a, t- a titan story that i'm invested in like if alexander comes in wanting to run titan like I, that's, a, that's a story that i i can invest in yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, I will say that. I will miss Ben and Sierra, personally, myself. I will miss them terribly because they are my babies and I love them. However, I am very, very grateful that the exit we are getting is a happily ever after sailing around the world exit because it could be a lot worse. And I'm just going to be grateful for what we've had with them and be grateful that we are getting a happy ever, happy ever after and just coming at it from a place of gratitude rather than anger that they're leaving. Any other final thoughts on news before we head into our headlines? No. All righty. Our first headline. Have
1: fun, guys. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, you should probably announce what you're talking, what's happening. So when you don't say anything, people don't wonder why.
1: Oh, I am boycotting days. And in solidarity with boycotting the show, I will not be talking during the headlines.
0: Okay, so that means, all right, Nick, it's you and me. Let's go. First up, Jarlena, JJ, Jack, and Jen rally around Chad, who is still reeling over Abigail's death. And Jack and Jen also go into Chad and Abigail's room and see where their daughter died. I want to pick this up with the, um, Jarlena and Chad stuff on Monday and Tuesday. That was so good.
2: Yeah, they were. Both of the both of their scenes were really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Didn't expect to. Um, I wish they would play up these connections more consistently. Yeah. Um, But I'm enjoying it. I en- I'm enjoying it now that we're getting it.
0: Also, when John brought up Isabella.
2: Yeah, that was tough.
0: I... When I tell you I ugly cried, I ugly cried because her death is probably one of the one of the deaths in Salem that A, actually stuck and B, hit me the hardest. Like the lead up to it, everything always hits me right in the feels. So the fact that he brought it up was so, so good. And I'm kind of glad like, cause he also could have brought up when he lost Marlena in 1986 because, as has been pointed out on Twitter, a lot of the similarities to what Chad is going through now with having to tell the kids, he went through with Carrie when Marlena went boom in 1986. However, I'm very glad that they didn't go down that road because it would be very disingenuous to be talking about grieving somebody and then having the somebody that you're grieving walk into the room.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to add, Michael?
1: Mm-mm. I kid not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, what did you think about the Jarlena Chad stuff specifically?
3: I liked it. I don't remember much, but I remember enjoying it. And then I I kind of feel way the same way Nick feels like I wish they played up more of the these dynamics between the families. Cause it works so well, and it's unfortunate that we don't get it as often as we should. Um, Cause I uh, I really really enjoyed um, John and Chad and scenes together, and like the conversation.
0: And that's I think is the first time that they've actually had scenes
3: together since the plane crashed in twenty seventeen. Wow, that's five years. Didn't yeah. so they never had anything during um, Abby's did. Because no, I remember that was,
0: Mar- th- that was mainly Marlena. I don't think John was part of that. I don't think Chad and John have shared scenes since the re- the island rescue in 2017. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, and I'm sure if I'm sure the Chatty fans, if I'm wrong, will definitely let us know when the episode drops. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that that was the last time that they had any significant interaction. So mm-hmm. the one moment between them that also got me was when they offered him to stay there. Yeah. The look on his face and he's like, I couldn't I couldn't impose like I couldn't impose on you like that. And they're like, you're not an imposition. We would love to have you. We love your kids too. I was just like,
1: oh yeah.
0: Now, Michael, do you want to potentially break your um, your boycott for one second? Because I, I know you did watch on Monday and when they were talking about all this stuff that Charlotte was supposedly doing off screen, you and I were both like, there's no way she's doing that. <laughs>
1: I don't cross picket lines, Tony.
3: <laughs> Alrighty then. I will say um, another like scene or scenes that I actually enjoyed um, were the ones with JJ and Chad.
0: Oh, they were so good. Yeah. God, I miss Casey Moss on
3: the show. Same.
2: I cannot say that, but <laughs> I enjoyed those scenes. <laughs> I know, right. mm. I I know you can't those, stand in your... I... I enjoyed mm. the scenes I did.
0: You don't cross picket lines, sir. That is coming.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like when you walked in and basically hugged Chad, I was like, ooh, okay, now because I I talked about it before. I feel like the story hasn't been hitting the way it should. And, and when
0: Ch- and when specifically when when JJ was like I could I would understand if you would rather have your brothers here than me. And Chad's like they would try to fix it. You're the only one who truly understands what yeah. I actually lost. You loved her as much as I did. That mm-hmm.
3: broke me. It, this would be a way for JJ to fall off the bat wagon again,
0: big time. Because I mean, he what he was not an addict when yeah. Abigail died the first time in 2016 when she disappeared off the, when she disappeared and her plane crashed. Mm-hmm. But he did get drunk and hook up with Lonnie
3: they're not investing in them so there's no point like speculating but i found myself invested for like during those scenes with Jarlena and Chad and Chad and JJ
0: the scenes that got me also were um Jack and Jennifer going into going into that room and seeing where their daughter died like the way I loved the way that Katie played it. I even love the way that Matt played it. Because to me, it feels like Jack is disconnected on purpose. It yeah, I can like, see that. It feels like he doesn't know how to live in a world where his daughter no longer exists.
2: And I think he's also just trying to be strong for his wife and his son.
0: Yeah, because Jack's never had to live through this. Because yeah. when Abigail died the first time, Jack was also presumed dead at the time. Yeah. So he, he's never had to live through this. Jennifer, unfortunately, has. So it honestly feels like Jack does not know what to do with himself and literally like somebody shut off a light in his brain. And that, to me, is a very real and realistic reaction to, to basically the center of their universe no longer existing. And though the dress was ugly as all hell, the actual <laughs> scene... Where she talks about the dress and why she chose the dress, that whole monologue got me, despite the, the fact
2: that it was ugly. Yeah, the part of that that got me was Chad not being able to conceive basically picking out something for his wife to be buried in. Because, like, I can't, like, I've never buried a spouse, I've buried family members, and that shit's hard. Just, you have to think about that. So, like I can't go into that room. I can't go into our closet. I can't do that. That's not something like I'm not built for that. <laughs> like, and it was so realistic because like there's no way to there's nothing that can in life that can prepare you for something like that. Especially she was so young and they were they 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 basically grew up together. Like they met each other in their late teens, early twenties. They're just hitting thirty this year. Yeah.
0: And honestly, I would not blame Chad if he and the kids got their own place. Like they can either inherit the Elami or Sinset now that they're gonna gone and going to be gone, because I would not blame Chad for never wanting to live in that house again.
2: Yeah, that would be understandable.
0: Completely and totally understandable. And I'm so glad they brought JJ back for this because that was a big part that was missing for me.
2: Yeah when jada got there it finally felt real
0: yeah i just hate that abigail like that i mean theos mentioned abigail to julie but i wish he had gotten a chance to see chad before he left town
2: that part because when he said oh maybe i shouldn't leave right now i was looking at looking at my teeth going, no motherfucker you shouldn't like you just like do these writers no because i like i think i yes, said it. they
0: do because they had them interacting on his last return
2: yeah so like but sometimes the same way they forgot abe had another kid sometimes they forget that ej and theo are even uncle and nephew like when he married sierra they made it seem like oh chad is just the uncle no theo's a Demera, every he's related to all of them and Sometimes I think they forget what Theo's connections are cuz yeah,
0: they they play they play up the Abe side of the family but they don't tap into his Demara side at all.
2: They do it rarely and it's typical it's usually for a plot point but when I started watching Abigail was taking turns babysitting Theo, Johnny Allie and Sierra with whoever she was dating at the time <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. so first it was once it was Chad then it was Cameron Davis then it was Ben like she dealt with those kids consistently before she had her own so Theo not being present Theo and Sierra not being present is going to be weird to me
0: well I, I will say because Sierra is with Ben like I can understand like I, he,
2: he I, can stay home
0: he, I, yeah, he, he can stay I, home, definitely I, I did like that Sierra mentioned it um,
3: But I I just, Theo needed to be with Chad I don't He did I feel like Ron played up Theo's, like, the Mara side more Like, before he first left in 2018
2: He, no, he did he it did the last time a, he was When oh, he, he was engaged to Sierra That's when he did it I said, It's usually for a plot point yeah, but remember- it, they did
3: it more back when Kyler Perez was in the role. And that well, was yeah. only as
0: a lead-up to getting him shot.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, if Theo had not been shot, and Theo had not been working with Andre and Kate as the lead-up to getting him shot, I do not think they would have done it.
3: That is true. Another plot, plot point.
2: And they had him bring it up today, like, uh, well, on the his last episode, oh, when he talked about how Stefano loved... Uh, Kristen and peter the way he loved the rest of his kids so i'm like okay you clearly know he's a Demera. why would he be out of town for this funeral it doesn't make sense
0: yeah unless unless it was a scheduling thing and things were filmed out of order i don't know but it just doesn't make any sense
4: it doesn't no, no.
0: but does anybody have anything to add on this particular headline before we move on to the next one
3: mm.
2: no okay i'm good
0: Sammy demands a divorce from EJ and once he signs the papers, he and Bell discuss their feelings and as Bell and EJ give into their connection, Brady and Chloe are worried about Sean and Jan and it is revealed that Evan not Sean is the father of Jan's baby and Orpheus and Jan are working together.
2: Mm. Where
0: do we want to jump in on this mess?
2: Cuz mess is what it is. Um I I have weird I still have weird feelings about EJ and Bell because it just feels icky like it's just now, because does it of the feel
0: icky the, to you because of the sean jan thing or did it feel icky to you before that all that stuff even came up
2: the idea of them being presented as a long-term pairing feels icky like mm-hmm. i can i could deal with the scandalous affair that ends quickly but it feels like they're setting up for because ej is clearly fallen for her it, and it, did
0: that fool say he wanted to marry her
2: I don't I don't remember I
0: swear <laughs> to god like when they were in the bed talking I swear to god I heard him say I want to marry you and I was like fool you literally just fucked her once what are you talking about
2: that's and thing is like EJ's this is this is weird like it doesn't feel like EJ
3: it doesn't Mm-mm.
0: EJ is not the one, Oh god okay this is giving this is giving I just lost my
2: virginity and now I'm seeing rainbows and unicorns <laughs> attached to the person I just left. Yeah, like it, it does this. Like, I, I appreciate that Dan has softened the character of EJ.
0: Absolutely.
2: But this this particular part feels out of character. Like, him fucking Belle, totally believable. F- <laughs> him him falling with rainbows for and
0: unicorns and roses attached to her, no
2: is just weird and it makes me uncomfortable because i don't i have no hope that they're gonna do it justice long term or or make it make sense that's that's where i'm stuck on it at because it just don't right now it just don't make sense the way he's talking
0: yeah he's it, it's weird because i i literally thought he said i want to marry you and i'm like Fucker, what are you talking about
2: and the weird thing is I watched their scenes but I kind of tuned them out that's how like I'm that's how not into the story I am I was because busy I cursing <laughs> I don't trust them that's the point. that's my issue and, I don't trust them
0: and the thing is the conversation they had before they had sex was great because yeah. they made the choice to act on their feelings because you know Sammy came one of the divorce papers. They'd They bantered back and forth. Dan and Allie still do not have the same chemistry. So please, God, let this be the end of EJME for good, regardless of what else happens down the line. Then they had then EJ, stupid man that he is, says, Okay, that's Mm -hmm. done. Let's go upstairs. And Belle was like, No, pump the brakes. We can't do this. They had a whole conversation about choosing to sleep with each other because of their connection and not just in spite of their former partners and then i i guess the lust clears from her brain and she <laughs> which she's done she's like i regret this and then goes back on everything that they said and i need mean ej to never and i mean never ever comment on what happened between sean and jan ever again because after the shit that mm-hmm. you have done yeah, fuckers, that- this is not your lesson to teach please shut up
2: I think that's when I stopped listening because I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> like, I'm like, even my little bit of hope that I could have enjoyed it, I, it that, that took me out of it. I I was trying to figure out what made me tune it out, <laughs> and I remember that comment he made about um Sean and Jan, and it made me uncomfortable.
3: I'm just I'm just not feeling them at all. I don't see the chemistry.
0: Did you ever, or did this story kill it?
3: I think once I think they. I might have felt it um before like last year not as much as Stoke Twitter hyped it up to be but I saw like something but once they turn this into whatever it is sometimes up here, it, like actors can have chemistry but when it's tapped into like in like as a potential pairing or something like that, it can just quickly switch and I don't think they have a strong chemistry at, as fans hyped them hype them up to be or like the story itself it's just
2: yeah i just don't think they have chemistry for a long-term pairing i don't think they have that i don't think they have that kind of chemistry this
0: is not end game chemistry this is hot steamy one night stand chemistry
2: even three night stand like i like i yeah. i could handle a long-term affair but
0: this is basically um, ej and abby like no yeah like, that's, we, that's we what not,
2: i thought it mm. that's what i that that's what EJ i thought it was ej
0: and be. abby were hot as fuck.
2: yeah they that's what i thought that's what best. i thought it was
0: believed they were going to be yeah we never we never believed trouble. that they were going to be
2: married oh. and like yeah, yeah. And that's what i thought it was going to be and even if even even if ej was more into it than bell was i didn't need him to be in like falling in love with her like if if bell was the ej in this situation as compared to the situation with ej and abigail i would have been like okay makes a little bit of sense but ej be like being serious about it's just weird
0: very weird and i i was catching weird vibes before they even like acted on anything because he was looking at her weird yeah like you know you know the hard eyes emoji or that 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 gif with the with the girl floating up like laying on the table and she just got her eyes shaped like hearts and it bro,
2: like moving <laughs> yes. out
0: of her head. That's basically EJ whenever he looks at Belle. And that's not normally EJ, because he never even looked at Sammy or Nicole like that. No. He's never been the hearts and flowers type.
2: Yeah, unless like unless they're going to explain that his uh recovery changed him that much. Cause he 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 was he's been with Nicole. He's been with Sammy since since he got back. Has he been with Sammy? I don't remember.
0: Briefly for like oh. five seconds before
2: the game. Okay. Yeah, I, trip came I out. remember now. But he's never come off this way, and I wouldn't have an issue with him coming off as head over heels in love if it were with someone different. Bell is the <laughs> Bell is the issue here right now. Like she, it just doesn't feel like it can work long term.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree. Now, why don't we pivot on over to the Sean and Jan half of this? Um, mm. I am so relieved that that kiss was Jan over, like crossing boundaries and overstepping, and that Sean did not in any way, shape, or form at any point reciprocate.
2: Mm. I... <sighs> I hate everything to do with this story. Mm -hmm. i hate the fact that they raped sean for a plot point i hate i hate i hate everything i don't like it like i'm tired of ron doing this shit and getting away with it like he needs to be stopped it's insane Mm
3: -hmm.
2: how many times are you going to have someone a character be raped and it not be about the rape victim themselves like, he he gets passes for it because no one's upset. Like not people are upset, but not not enough people are upset
3: because
2: mm-hmm. they're downplaying it. And like even when Ali was raped, it was more about the fact that she was m- falsely accusing someone because yeah. she had, she had bad information or she didn't have all the and he, information. And
0: even still, it wasn't it wasn't as even opposed about to the, the false yeah. accusation. It was the fact that it, it became more about the person being accused of yeah. rape than the rape Like as, the yeah, as opposed to the raped.
2: victim. Like, that's my, like, why do you keep doing this? Like, no wonder Rain's never involved. They wouldn't okay this shit. Like, this is, and now, oh, Evan's the father. Okay, Anne, like, what happens after that? You're not writing for Jan or Evan long-term. So again, why? And why would Orpheus and Jan work together? What do they have? Well, like, what?
0: This is, Orpheus is pulling Jan's strings. The question is why?
2: Why, yeah. What can Orpheus offer her?
3: Remember months ago
2: when you said
3: when I said <laughs> listen, I feel so vindicated, <laughs> I said she was going to have someone who's helping her from the inside. And you guys were like, no, you're wrong. Well, no, I think it, it, no in that way.
0: I, I think because you thought Jan was orchestrating it, and it's very clear that she's not. It's believable that Orpheus would have the, the manpower and the money in order to be able to pull the strings. It was never believable that Jan would. Yeah, but and that uh, I think was the disconnect. He's done
4: it when we had the
0: original com- the original conversation. It's- and. Yeah, it's very clear that Orpheus is using her. I just don't know what his endgame is. I do think it's connected to Marlena because if Jan wasn't torturing Belle, I don't think Orpheus would give a flying fuck.
2: Yeah, maybe. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird choice. This whole story is weird. This whole story
0: is weird, but I will say I am very happy that Sean no longer has
3: to be tied to that Creighton for the
0: rest of his life.
3: Yeah, that I am relieved about. I just hate that we went through all of this for literally no reason.
2: they trash <laughs> Shell again for no reason, like, exactly.
3: <laughs> and it pisses me off.
0: I will say the scenes where Orpheus was telling Evan were honestly hilarious,
2: yeah, because he was so confused, like
0: <laughs> he was. Orpheus- Face was like, like, huh? Well, because what the I fuck are you
2: talking about? Well, why would <laughs> his
0: face, I wasn't even sure they had sex. Like I thought Orpheus did some weird, like artificial insemination bullshit with his son's sperm. That's where I thought this was going. Oh, uh...
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, I was not sure how because the look on it. his face.
0: I think was it Monday or Tuesday when it ended with that. The look on his face was like, huh? Who?
2: Yeah, it was just.
0: I gotta say, I did like the way they did the flashbacks. Yeah, I, didn't have, of- I
2: didn't really have an issue with those. I just hate the context of the way they were being used.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. But, um, and it's obviously clear that Orpheus uh, manipulated the paternity test that said was the father and Orpheus likely manipulated her release from prison, which considering that was a giant like, hey, this would not actually realistically be a thing. What the fuck is this? That part is at least fixed. It yeah. makes sense that Orpheus is pulling the strings and making all of these things happen that wouldn't ordinarily happen. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know how
3: Belle and Sean come back from this.
2: I mean, and- we don't have to worry about that because Ron's not gonna write it, but
3: no, he's gonna have them reunite and put them in the back burner until Jan returns once again. <laughs>
0: No, Br- Br- uh, I mean, Martha's just been off for the last two weeks because she uh, went on vacation. But Brandon's been working.
2: That's nice.
3: Maybe they move Sean into a new pairing because I'm I'm as a I show, wouldn't mind it. People have been pairing, trying to pair like Jada with different characters, and Sean has been one of them.
0: Yeah, because the actress looks so good. I can't figure out what her age range is.
3: I think That's in Sean's late- age.
2: Late twenties, early thirties. So it's
3: going I don't, to be. Like I don't this. think
2: she's pushing forty. No. Wait, so <laughs> Sean is, No. Uh, what, Sean is Sean is, Sean 40. is forty. So what, it's gonna
0: it's gonna be like the Sean Bell, Stephanie,
3: Chad crowd. No, Sean Bell are older. I think yeah, Sean Sean and Bell
2: are in the same.
4: More like
3: that. Um, Chad, Abby, Lonnie. Who else is in the Gabby? Like they're in age yeah, that age range. Yeah. But, hmm, yeah, I'm not against Sean being in a new pairing. Because why is Belle allowed to fuck around? Fuck her. Sorry, I'm pissed. I'm still pissed. I hate how they trash Sean in this by giving him no point of view. I completely, I'm still. And the point of view they were about to give him, they cut
0: to smithereens. Yeah. Because we were going to get point of view with him and Brady, and they cut those fucking scenes to smithereens just so we can see Belle and EJ fucking again. There was no reason to replay that love scene on Tuesday, I think if I'm getting my days right, and then cut Brady and 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 Sean to smithereens. We got one Brady and Sean scene. I'm I'm
3: still Team Sean. I always have been through throughout this entire storyline. And I'm I kind of want him out of this pairing because I personally think right now he deserves better. Bell has been awful. So I don't know if I can see Shell getting back together soon without like having to work through their issues, especially on Belle's part, because whenever they have like they face an obstacle or something like that, she runs and sleeps with someone and she needs to address that issue.
0: Yeah, well, Belle's biggest issue in all of this was the baby.
3: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get it. But Belle has an issue herself. Whenever they face something, she runs. And that's true. Like, she she needs to go to counseling, not Marlena. (laughs) Go to someone else. (laughs) Like, she needs some professional help. Because there is something in, like, she looking for a reason to divorce Sean is she still just with him because of like Claire like does she love him because this is like the third I don't know how many times but I think like official third time that she has cheated on Sean
0: yeah it's the third time because she cheated with Philip in 07
3: she cheated with that
0: random guy in Maine and now EJ
3: like and every time I don't know hold on the first time they didn't have issues the first time I think it's just Belle <laughs> unable to like resist her feelings for Philip
0: but like she was also grieving her father so she yeah. was in a very fucked up headspace
3: at the point at that point yeah. cuz John had just died Yeah that one I kind of get but like it's a pattern now and it Twice could be a coincidence three times is a pattern Exactly it could be interesting if they actually went Export deeper it. Yeah but I don't think they will. I think um, they'll pair them together and just put them on the back burner. But I don't think they should. I, can, I cannot see them as a pairing. I need to see them. Especially Belle. She needs to work for it. Because I cannot stand her anymore.
4: I, and,
0: and it's wild. But here we are. All right. Before we jump on into our last headline, I want to say hello to Dylan, who arrived a little late today. Hey, Dylan. How are you? Hey, I'm here.
1: <laughs> well Alrighty,
0: up. well, we saved the best story for last, so you made it just in time. Uh, the Carver Price Grants rally around Lonnie as her fate is being decided. Trask tries to play hardball, but Abe and Paulina convince her to deal once Beth comes forward. With Lonnie's safety in jeopardy because Vivian Ray coordinates a transfer to a Maryland jail, which allows Eli to move to DC to be closer to her. And everyone says a tearful goodbye to Eli and Lonnie. So where do we want to jump
1: in?
2: I enjoyed um all of it. Like Friday probably was one of my favorite episodes of the year. Yeah. Um they they just felt they just felt like a family unit and they felt They didn't feel like an afterthought in that Mm -hmm. episode. Um, The
0: gravity of what we were losing really hit you. Yeah. yeah,
2: It was I like, I love seeing Eli and Julie Bond, um, her bringing up how he has that smile like David's pissed me off because they shouldn't have killed David off. I agree. Um, Theo telling Abe, even though Lonnie's not biologically my sister, I feel even closer to her now than I ever have. And he's saying like, I know you feel the same way too, dad. And Abe didn't say anything. He didn't let anything on, but you could tell he was like, yeah, I do feel the same way, so I'm going to do something about it. Um, The stuff with... I wanted to fight Trask. I really did. I was like, why?
3: (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of (laughs) Trask... It felt unnecessary. Speaking of Trask, some people um, on Twitter were talking about those scenes, and they felt like these scenes kind of ruined Trask, Abe, Paulina a bit. Mm. Where do you guys stand on this? Because
2: I, I don't think it, that I, I I see both point of views. I saw, I watched Abe tamper with an election. This is tame. I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna be real. Like I've seen them do worse with Abe. Um, him going to bat for Lonnie. I didn't have an issue with and we all knew trask was being unreasonable
3: yeah she was. trask
0: was being unreasonable which is unfortunately her brand but what <laughs> <laughs> what abe and colina did technically didn't i mean what they said was the truth it would literally be a pr nightmare for her if it got out that she was backing an abusive pig rather than a woman who was just protecting her mother it would have been a PR nightmare. So, from that standpoint, I understood it. And I just loved like Paulina, like Paulina as in a- and Abe as a power couple basically running Salem is something that I really need to see. Cause, like, the little bit that we got in these scenes with Trask, I really liked.
2: Like, I'm gonna be real. I could see people's point of view when it comes to Abe being the one like playing hardball, not Paulina, because I believe Paulina would do something like that. Like, <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100% yeah there's a reason yeah there's a reason she took the lead in those scenes she's like i can play dirty because we saw her do it before so if if she has to get down and dirty to protect lani she wouldn't she hesitate to do it
0: and you know i trask was being unreasonable because she she'd already agreed to this deal with justin and then reneged on it 12 hours later
2: i wonder but- did they explain why she did that or we haven't gotten to that part yet
0: because it, it all circled back to
3: Kristen yeah oh and obviously she hasn't let that go she was like well I do give people a second chance but she held it against Lonnie this week and speaking of Kristen I did not see Kristen being the one to visit Lonnie coming well, no, I- I thought it
2: was JJ. I-, I didn't either <laughs> yeah but- I
3: thought it was JJ too
2: but i was okay with it <laughs> i was yeah.
0: okay with it i just had to tell them i just had to forget the fact that kristen would ever actually do that cuz i'm sorry the kristen who is in cr- like criminal mode and who is running for her life is not going to backtrack to save a
2: friend maybe she's grown very little but a little bit like <laughs>
3: <laughs> i don't like this friendship i don't but i guess i appreciate the loyalty she has
2: i appreciate, appreciate the loyalty and the consistency yeah yeah
3: when Eli walked in and was like, I know that Eli? "He was like, don't make me snatch, a, snatch that wig, the damn
2: wig off your head."
3: <laughs> I I also like like Eli's dislike of Kristen has been very consistent, and I love yep.
2: that. I love it because it's realistic. Because everybody has, has that one her. friend. Yeah, he was ready to arrest her, and then Justin walked in and ruined yeah. it. But everybody has everybody's significant other has that one friend you cannot stand, but your significant other loves them regardless <laughs> yeah
3: yeah and I do like I love the growth for Lonnie I love it but she was like she she was like are you really free Kristen because I, I she's I don't remember the exact dialogue yeah but she's she, like
0: are you really free Kristen are you truly happy can you honestly tell me that this is the life that you
3: want for yourself and like she mentioned Rachel and she was like, I don't want to put um, the twins or Eli through this. And I just, I love it. I- it's
0: so, so good. And I did not expect Kristen to still be in that room when Eli went back in there. Me Eli either. didn't yeah. either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he said, I thought it was going to be a fight. <laughs>
3: yeah. But it does feel a bit weird that, She doesn't seem to have a long-term plan with this.
0: Like, I fully expect her, because the scene with Brady and Kristen was at the Salem jail. She has yet to be transferred to, back to Statesville. So I fully expect that whatever plan she had in place for Lonnie, she's going to use for herself.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because I was wondering, like, why the jail jail set all of a sudden looked so different in the Brady-Kristen scenes. And then Wraith told Sarah and Xander that she's still at the Salem PD. And I was like, oh, that makes mm. sense. She's not in Statesville yet.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I, I do agree, Nick. Friday with Eli and Lonnie and their goodbye was probably one of the best episodes of the year.
3: It really was such a good episode. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed every moment. And it really didn't hit me. Until, so, like, the moment I started to really, really, really cry was the moment everyone said their goodbyes when Ilani, like, hugged their babies, and Ilani said, Mommy's going on a trip. And I was like, I was crying. Oh, I
0: was- I was a goner long before that. I was yeah, you was a goner or... the
3: music started <laughs> yeah. with Julie and Eli. And,
0: and Eli, yeah, like the, he went to the record player and put the song on, and I was gone. And I'm like, was that a, was a real song? That was, <sighs> I, my sound sound like was. My mother thought it was. My um, mother thought it was Jackie Harry singing, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
3: <laughs> but it didn't sound like a budget song, which
2: just surprised me. Those yeah, those things at the. Um police station when they said goodbye to the babies i was i was fine until that like i was (laughs) until i saw the kids and saw them all together because we haven't seen them all together right and it's the fact that oh
4: god that we get it not yeah i'm Mm -hmm. not like i i just have a lot of feelings and very few of them are good i'm I'm not even gonna hold y'all
2: yeah as good as the as good as the the show was that friday it's
4: still for the, the performances yeah we're good and that's the only thing that was good
0: because <laughs> it's still <laughs> bullshit that she's going to jail
4: yeah like i told y'all from the beginning when they had this happen the way that they had this happen that really should have clued everybody into just how little how how much the objects don't matter at all and how little investment that they actually have in Alani as a unit because this exit honestly it's disrespectful I'm just going to say it it's disrespectful it is the way that they set this I mean, they set it up to where everything about it just looks bad when you take a step back and you are objective about how what it looks like. And I, mean, I mean, when you have
0: the police commissioner who buried a body, granted, said body didn't stay dead, but still, he buried a body and he's walking around free and she's going
4: to jail for killing an abusive piece of shit. And JJ is free too. But it's like, even with that, like, I can't even, when you look at the way that they had that shooting go down, there's not.
0: TRs are
4: going back. To yeah, DS. TRs. There's, that's not a justified shoot. There's yeah. no way that you they didn't can, leave any
2: room for doubt. Yeah. And Lonnie shot him unarmed. He wasn't a threat to her. He wasn't a threat to Paulina at the time, at that moment. They didn't really get, they didn't even really leave any gray area. And that, that was, that's been, that's why they're like, their hands were tied. And there was, Speaking. and that was the, that's what I said last week. They have to be mindful of the situations they write Black characters into, especially in this day and age. Yeah. And they didn't, th- they didn't think of that.
0: Speaking of, I know we knew TR wanted to go after Paulina's money. Did we know that death was how he planned on achieving that?
3: I don't remember.
0: I don't remember it either so I feel like that was I feel like that was a last minute thing that they did to kind of be able to lessen like they gave themselves an out to lessen her sentence
2: I I don't think they mentioned it when he floated to Beth that he's just gonna marry her and use her for her money but because he was but at the time he was threatening to kill Beth so I guess that could have been what Beth assumed he would do to Paulina
3: I mean if Paulina yeah since
2: he wanted to get her alone
3: yeah. I mean picket line. Picket line.
2: It's picket it's, line. It's,
3: yeah. it's not a, like a stretch Pick for her
1: up, picket line. <laughs>
4: think none of this was not,
3: uh-huh. it's not a stretch. I would say like that she would think he would kill Paulina because a he beat her a uh, beat Beth up and also like if Paulina would find out the truth
0: oh yeah I'm not saying T.R. wouldn't do it I'm just saying I don't remember it yeah I don't remember it and it felt like this was their ace in the hole in order to be able to lessen her sentence and to kind of give
4: them an out but it just it felt weird I don't know he may have said something to Beth that I don't remember to be honest I know we do know that he threatened to kill her though yeah yeah um I just I just feel like the whole thing is just very no, I'm just I'm not happy I'm not because
0: we didn't have to end up here
4: we didn't we really didn't it it feels very you know YNR having Hillary run over well not run over but you know <laughs> hit, basically hit by a truck and dying and then them talking about you know what a gift it was like this is this was not no
3: oh sorry okay yes Michael said that he did mention it to Beth um that TR mentioned killing Paulina to Beth so apparently it did happen sorry that I cut you off Dylan and
0: that's what made her go to Lonnie okay that I don't remember that that makes sense okay
1: ticket line (laughs) oh that's why he was saying that yes
0: I I thought
3: he was. I thought that was his way of saying I agree. But I I thought he was, that was just him jumping into rant.
4: But anyway, <laughs> but it's like I don't know. This whole thing has been frustrating, especially mm-hmm. because like uh, like we have kind of been saying it, but the way that they used Alani, they've never they've never really made them like the leads that they should have. And even when Mm. it was in stories that that they were quote unquote leading, it never felt that way. It always felt like they were featured in the story, but never that they were leading the story. And particularly when it came to Eli, like I cannot remember a story that was ever focused on Eli that Eli got to lead.
2: Outside of his introduction. Yeah, that's it.
4: And even that was more focused on Valerie and Julie than him.
3: So it's it's I I see I like I I'm with you on the frustration because we did not need to be here. It's really unfortunate and frustrating that they haven't propelled them to be leading characters and just featured in in stories as supporting, or if they led any. It was very short lived. I mean, I think the most like the kidnapping story last year.
0: The kidnapping story, but even that became about Vivian and Yvonne. And I think honestly, the only story that we can honestly say was honestly and truly theirs was probably the Kristen lie and cover, and like having to cover, like having to cover up Lonnie letting Kristen out, because that was the only time that they each got an equal point of view. We may not have agreed with Lonnie's point of view, but she at least had it. And EY had the most point of view he'd ever had up to that point.
4: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, my thing is, I, I get that some characters are lead characters, some characters are supporting characters, whatever, that's fine. But usually what happens is supporting characters are get, you know, one or two stories a year where they get to actually lead the story. Mm, yeah. And that never really happened with them. Like, they were a solid presence, like we would see them. You know, yeah. we saw them a lot, but they never were actually doing anything, which again, I get it. If, if your idea of them is that they are supporting characters, okay, fine. Supporting characters support story. I get that. But the thing is, when you cycle supporting characters up to the front and it is their turn to have a story, they're supposed to lead the story. That yeah. never happened with them, even with Lonnie's paternity. It wasn't about Lonnie. That was about Paulina.
3: Yep. And it's also like why, like I was going to say, like that story was about Lonnie, but she was still playing like, she'd got more focused than she had prior, but she was still kind of supporting. So why do you have a story about her if you're not going to propel her to be the lead? You know? And even Eli's shooting was more about
0: TR than it was about Eli. Because why did she, did they disappear for weeks? Even if even if Lamon was off shooting All American, we didn't have to see Eli to see Lonnie having to yeah. cope with him being gone.
2: Yeah, that should have been more that that was a potential way to put Lonnie front and center again. And they yeah. always skipped over it.
3: Yeah. And, and it's you not wonder why like they, they made they, the choice they made. It's not like they're not like capable of carrying it because we have seen multiple times. How talented Saul Lamon are. So there's no excuse. Yeah. No, there's definitely
0: no excuse. And there were many things along the way that could have avoided us getting to this point. And the execution of this story has been questionable to say the least. Yeah. But Friday's episode was amazing. It was like the performances were so
3: good. And Lamone was playing with, with our feelings on Twitter yesterday. Oh, God. Sal and Lamone both were. Oh. oh, those pictures.
0: The one thing I want to say, the one thing that makes me laugh is whenever we see Jules, she's always she's always giving Carver the side eye. Every
4: <laughs> time. I think in every picture, yeah, that every scene, definitely it's the, hilarious. That is definitely the binky stealing baby. That is <laughs> definitely her
3: but it's interesting um i think they recast jewels did you guys notice that i thought she looked a little different but yeah. i wasn't sure i wonder if like the other babies because there was one pic picture with um lamone and the babies playing carver and the babies playing Jules. and one in one picture the girl who was playing Jules was crying and then we saw the boy who played i don't know we never saw him on screen but we saw him in the pictures um so I wonder if the babies were not like were crying all the time. So they maybe had to recast or maybe it's a scheduling issue. Either that or they aged Jules a bit. I don't know, but neither one of those babies look to be a year old, though,
0: a year true. and a half at this point. Yeah, no, they don't look that old. They don't, <laughs> but they are so adorable. Oh, they're so adorable. So I'm letting it rock, but it's just hilarious. <laughs> they're-
3: but yeah, but uh, I love their scenes, even if it was short and I wanted them to have scenes alone with the kids. I love- Yeah, I that. kept, and the fact that they waited so long for the babies to come out, like I kept
0: watching this because the closer we were getting to the end of the episode, it was like 12.50. Yeah. Cause I watch at noon, FYI. So it was like 12.50. Twelve fifty two. Like by the time we got to twelve fifty five, and they were just pulling the babies out, I was like, "Come on!"
3: Yeah, I'm frustrated that we haven't seen the babies. We've seen him. We've seen them with Lamone, but
0: yeah, this, this we week- should have seen the babies a hell of a lot more between Christmas
3: in these last
0: six During months the that they time actually allowed
4: baby. Bonnie
3: could have could have gone home and hugged her babies and started like started crying or something, but no,
0: yeah. there there were beats and moments missed everywhere but I don't want to end this particular segment in a negative place so I'm just going to say the actual performances of that episode were really really good and we will miss Sal and Lamone, and we wish them well and hopefully we will see them again really really soon and having said that we can move on to in other news Michael are you participating in this segment or no? Apparently, he stepped away, so I'm going to take that for a no. And in other news, we have Chanel and Theo talk, and we find out Theo and Claire are back together. Sarah's hallucinations are getting worse, and she attacks Chanel. Eric decides to admit his feelings for Nicole, but he's too late because Rafe and Nicole had a quickie, mercifully off screen wedding. <laughs> Br- <laughs> Brittany visits Kristen in jail. Ali apologizes to Ben and Sierra for everything that happened during possession, and then Sin receive a boat from Hope. Ben and Sierra will be living in Sin as the Brady family tradition of sailing around the world continues.
3: Can I begin? With, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So, I'm going with um, Eric decides to admit his feelings for Nicole, but he's too late because Rafe and Nicole had a quickie off-screen wedding. So, let me just say this: I am so. Fucking happy they didn't torture us with the lead up to a wedding and having to see a wedding because I I think the story trap is trash but thank you so Jesus <laughs> I'm so happy <laughs> yeah same I what like
0: what they said like when when she when we saw Eric at the apartment and, and Nicole came up behind him because rape wasn't there yet and she changed her dress and she was wearing white
3: I said oh they got married off screen hallelujah yeah I'm just I'm just glad, but I'm also we shouldn't be here. But while we are, I'm glad we didn't have to go through all of that. So it does show, even if I never, never doubted it, that Eric Cole is the story. Yeah, literally, like that. That was my one takeaway because the
0: uh, they didn't even care enough about Rafe and Nicole to give them an on-screen wedding. Which thank you, because we don't either. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just, it was just so. Uh, like the fact that they were so glaring about it was hilarious.
2: Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind if Galen quit because of this. Know your worth, King. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve you. Not this. <laughs> you will literally try anything to get him to release his job, right? You can find better. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Be true. I mean, Galen
3: seems like he. I think he is. Loved Listen, on set. Galen was absolutely fine
0: with the talking bear. So he and he comes from Paris. no, but like he's I mean, down for like anything. he's
3: loved unsaid. He's a chill person and stuff like that. But I just cannot. I go back and forth with
4: Rafe. Sometimes yeah, I, need to troll. it's the way that they write him when he's in a pairing. Yeah, because Rafe Friday worked. Yeah, it always goes it left. So it's just really,
3: it's really frustrating. I wish they found something that worked or a pairing. Uh, to be more specific, that worked for him.
2: Like the thing mm-hmm. is, I don't hate him and Nicole, but it just doesn't make sense because Eric and Nicole. It doesn't. Are, are Eric are and story. Nicole? Yeah, like they should be the story. If Eric weren't in an equation, I wouldn't hate this. But y'all already knew that.
4: Alone,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rip- yeah like, <laughs>
2: like
4: I think the thing with even with. Raven Nicole though like he's not wrong because if you go back to when they first started this the only quibble that we had with it was the timing because we were all like y'all are like 10 years too late on this <laughs> but it's it's not terrible it wasn't and until then, he got with Ava that it yeah really and then, then they wrote it the way that they wrote it and we were like oh nah, <laughs> nah this this is this is not on this is not it Again, it's like a common thing with days. I could rock with it, except for the way that it was written. (laughs) Yeah. Dylan, do you have another news pick? See, half of this I loved, and the other half of it made me want to throw my TV out the window. (laughs) So it is Chanel and Theo talk, and we find out Theo and Claire are back together. I really, really... (laughs) Listen, you know that I... (laughs) You know that I'm I'm a Theo Stan. I love me some Theo Brand Theodore Brandon Carver. That's my boy. I adore him. I really, really like the scenes with him and Chanel. I feel like um they have a nice vibe, they have a nice connection. I enjoyed like getting to see them talk and bond, and that was really, really cool. And then they were like through in that bit with him and Claire. And I was like, oh fuck, I will turn all this shit over. (laughs) (laughs) Michael turned all this shit off. (laughs) Because no, no. Quite frankly, when they left town together, I was like, I hope when that plane is over the ocean, he opens the door and pushes her out. <laughs> like, no, I'm so, after the way. She, no, fuck that noise that you can't. You're, you're trying to tell me that in all of where are they? Johannesburg, South Africa, Johannesburg. in all of Johannesburg, there is not one. There was not one fly ass sister that looked at Theo and was like, Hey, daddy. <laughs> Fucking Claire! Oh, boo, boo! (laughs) Tomatoes, bitch! No, absolutely fucking not! And this is why, as much as I love the podcast title, (laughs) (laughs) which one? Boo, tomatoes, bitch! This is why, as much as I love Theo, I do not want him back on this show. As long as Ron is writing it because he does not give a fuck about him. And he takes every opportunity to show that. Yeah. Boo, bitch. Boo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was my end of the news as well. And Dylan said enough. Um <laughs> it, it, like I was enjoying it. Like I was really right? into it. And Chanel and Theo just have this thing about them like i said it on twitter and people laughed but i was like i've enjoyed chanel and theo more than i've than i've enjoyed any other pairing either of them have been in since i started watching any other pairing and i was like they just have this they just have this really nice compelling vibe that i would Mm -hmm. love to see explored whether it's romance or friendship like i could see them being like friends and step siblings and just Bouncing ideas off of each other and constantly confiding in each other, um, and then they threw that monkey wrench in the fucking thing, and I was just like, "Oh fuck!"
3: They have it, a lot of chemistry. They
2: do. He's yeah, he they he's so had it with chemistry. both. He had it with both versions yeah. of um, Chanel, and but the chemistry with Raven's
3: literally palpable. Yep. I want you them to can, fuck. You can, you can
2: honestly <laughs> I'm gonna, I want that. Uh, come on. like. Well, I remember, I said it when they were arguing, when he was yes. cussing Are how in the church during the wedding. Is, yeah, exactly. I'm like, just bend, bend her over the pew. Just do it now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but listen, uh, I sat, like, I watched those scenes. It was Thursday episode. I was like, can they just fuck? I, I, like, okay, okay. Because even, like, little handholds and shit. Yes. And i like, this, like I said it before, I feel like Raven's strongest chemistry is with Lindsay and with Cameron, and I just, and, I just want this. And yeah, Cameron's like, strongest chemistry is with Raven.
4: You can, you can absolutely tell that they used to be a couple.
0: Like yeah. they, yeah.
4: they play those scenes. They play in scenes together. Like it, even, like if you didn't know, you would know.
2: Yeah. They look like, so like they're screwed. Like, like, like I can imagine, like, oh, it's a family dinner, and they both bring their significant others. Theo's bringing somebody else, not that one. Um, <laughs> not and, that one. And, and everybody's sitting at the table, and they're watching Theo and Chanel interact, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on there?" And then everybody has to. Well, they dated, but now they're step siblings. Are you sure they're just step siblings? Because they just have that thing about, they have that spark about them. And it's hard, to, it's so hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we know how Michael feels. This is the thing that led to his strike.
1: Understandable.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that leaves me. I'm going to choose Uh, Sin receive a boat from Hope. Ben and Sierra will be living in sin as the Brady family tradition of sailing around the world continues. If If they are going to be leaving me, this is exactly what I would want. This exit, them on a boat, happy, sailing around the world with their baby, following in her parents' footsteps. I love everything about this. I hate that they're leaving, but I love this. And that's basically my thoughts on that does anybody else are
3: you did you pick yeah. your in other news you started yeah i started with the ericol recall
0: right Ericole, oh. recall stuff okay and michael is skipping so we move on to our segments sir are you reading or are you skipping
1: Pick it, line
0: Okay, <laughs> then we will move on to praise or shade dylan why don't you kick us off
4: um i am going to shade Everyone who thought that having Alani exit by having Lonnie shoot an unarmed black man to death and then go to prison. Well, wait, she shot him to death. Then she covered it up and now she's going to prison. And y'all think that in 2022, that is any kind of a semi-decent or respectful exit for your only two Black characters in that age range on your show. That's what you gave us. That's what you gave us. That's what you gave us. Fuck y'all. Truly, deeply, from the bottom of my heart, kiss the Blackest part of my ass. Every last one of you. All of y'all should be ashamed.
2: Ditto.
0: Like, Like, there had to have been rumblings that they were not going to resign. So even if they didn't know for sure at the time that they wrote and or filmed the shooting of TR, they should have given themselves room or A, not even done it, but B, if they were going to do it, they should have done it in a way that didn't paint Lonnie into such a corner. Mm-hmm. Because even if they were thrown the, the choice of their,
4: like the choice that they made to lead, And then, too, like, again, let's look at some optics. You let your white couple with their little baby leave happily, Lonnie's going to prison.
2: And being separated from the children, we saw her with for the first time since they were born.
4: And again, fuck y'all, it's the blackest part of my ass.
2: Like, that part wasn't lost. Those were Sal's first scenes with the babies. Yeah. Where she she got to interact with them, because I remember there was one scene like I think in December where she walked into the apartment and Eli and Lamone had the kids but Sal didn't interact with the kids they didn't even share a screen time together she was at the door they were in the back of the apartment you could hear them but we never saw Lonnie with her children nope. and the fact that we had that we got to see her with her children as she's going as she's leaving them she's going to jail like I can't imagine. And
4: and like, I don't really, don't come at me talking about no bullshit about Soap 101 and Sophie and drama. Kiss my ass. No, this
0: was, this was a mess. They didn't have to do this.
2: No, they didn't.
4: No, they absolutely didn't. This was a choice. Yeah. They literally. And I don't, and and I don't give a fuck. Don't come at me with no bullshit. Put your cape down for your uncle Ron. Fuck y'all and fuck him. I don't want to hear it don't they don't They literally don't do could me. have just had them go to Maryland because
0: because Billy called with a job offer. The or whole jail part of it never had to happen. They could have
3: had what um Nick said. Have them be both be presumed dead, have the family raise the twins until until one both get, of them comes back. Yeah, until like Sal and the Moon decide to come back or the show decide to recast.
2: Now, granted, that's me thinking really, really big, and this is also soaps and they're racist. So we probably if mm. Eli Alani were presumed dead, we probably would have never saw them again. Dylan had to remind me of that. But no. it's still it's still an idea. Outside of Lonnie going to prison, yeah, for murder that didn't need to be that didn't need to happen. There were other
4: ways. There were other ways to write off Tr. There were other ways to exit Elani. And I really don't. I I don't. Fuck you and your feelings if you think that this was anything other than the disrespectful bullshit that it was. Yeah.
0: I thankfully have not seen anybody. Calling it anything other than that, yeah. Like every everything I've seen on Twitter has basically echoed that sentiment to some degree or another. I don't well, there's think always, I've seen there's always any, some but,
3: people kissing Ron's ass and being
2: like, That's but me.
0: even even those who kiss Ron's ass, I don't think are happy
4: with like I have how to... he
2: chose to do this. Well, yeah. Um, well, I think. Are you um, finished, Dylan?
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm done. Okay
2: Um, because i'm i'm gonna do one for shade and this discussion leads into that even though ron does terrible shit with black characters often across multiple shows there's still people that go up for him and he gets a pass specifically with shit like this because i did some research because i was watching all three shows he wrote Greg Evans out to prison on One Life to Live. He wrote Sean Butler out to prison for a crime he didn't commit on General Hospital. When he wrote Theo out in 2018 or 2019, when Carla Pettis left, Theo
0: 2017. was 2017. Well, damn. it was early, it was early
2: 2018. It was January. Yeah. yeah, when Theo left, he was paralyzed, had having been shot by a police officer, and we didn't even get to see his recovery. And then he brought him back, best friends with the um with the shooter. Um, now Lonnie. Is going to jail and Eli is a single father because his wife's in jail. Like the way he chooses to write out black characters is glaring. It's he hard.
4: had wait, it wasn't he the one who wrote Evangeline's death uh, on One Life to Live? Yeah, because you know, I'm, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he went for he, the he, rights, yeah, a win for the white supremacist.
2: Yeah, he,
0: he, he, he has from 2007 to the end, so she and she died after 2007, so yeah.
2: He has this very, very alarming track record with how he treats Black characters, both on screen and when it's time to write them out. Mm -hmm. And the same people that go up for him ignore that shit every day. When we complain, oh, this is a soap, we know soaps are racist. Yeah, soaps are very racist. However, this writer specifically has an issue and it's hard to ignore.
0: That and, many times is
2: yeah. definitely a pattern i want yeah. i want him i want him gone people that go up for him are going to say that i want him fired same gone i don't care no more i haven't cared in a probably a year i want him fired that's where i'm at because even though uh elia Kantu is coming on as jada hunter i don't trust him yeah i don't i don't trust him to write for her i just don't i don't trust this man and i can't invest in something i don't trust because the the characters that are going to bring me here and probably keep me invested are the characters he's shitting on constantly and there's where do you
0: think abe and paulina go from here
2: that's the
4: background
2: Yep, they're going to be supporting, just like Abe and Lexi were when I started watching. Exactly.
4: That, that's that's, exactly that's why I floated
2: say. the idea of Abe, of, of Lonnie and Eli being presumed dead, chasing after TR, because then that leaves Abe and Paulina and Theo and Chanel to raise the twins. It generates story for that family unit. Right now, they don't have it, because TR's dead. Eli and Lonnie are gone, and so are the twins. What do they have? Nothing. Nothing.
0: Doing all of this in James Reynolds' anniversary year while also this was around Eli and Lonnie's wedding anniversary.
2: Yep. Like they do. Like Ron, I said it when it came out that Lonnie wasn't going to be Abe's daughter. Ron doesn't think about the long term consequences of the choices he makes ever. People, oh, it's, it's great. It's soapy in the moment. But is it going to be soapy in five years when Jack A. Harry might not be here because she's leaving to do something else because she's always working? Then what? Lonnie's in jail. You won't write for Theo. What you gonna do with Abe? He gonna go back to being friendly black neighborhood, Uncle Abe. Yeah, I'm, I'm all tapped out with with trying to ignore Ron's bullshit. It's very glaring. Mm-hmm. He needs he needs to be fired.
3: I don't know how I will continue watching after this because. And I
2: mean,
4: even like, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. But I mean, like, even look at Chanel. Let's look at Chanel for a second. Um, We all love Chanel. Adore her. We all love Raven. We all see her talent. We all see her potential. We are all like, yes, that's our girl. Let's go. But let's be really, really honest with what they've done with Chanel. Chanel was largely removed from this gigantic thing that was happening with her family. And then when she found out, she didn't really get to react in any kind of a substantial way. Chanel's entire existence right now revolves around being the prize for one of these two white legacy characters. And if you take the twins out of her story, Chanel has no story. She doesn't have any friends. They don't talk about her ambition. She hardly got to interact with her family. The majority of her family is now gone.
0: Yeah, it doesn't.
4: So, I mean, let's be really, really honest with what Ron actually gives these characters. And I get it. We're so used to getting to to having to make meals out of crumbs that when we get something. We're super excited about it and we give a lot of credit, but at some point you have to be really, really honest about what's actually being presented to you and what's actually being presented to us. It's not great, y'all. I'm sorry. It may be, you know, it's definitely more than like you'd get over on bold or whatever, but more than it, it, that doesn't make it good more
0: than less doesn't make it enough
4: you know it just that that doesn't make it good and i just i wish that people would be really fucking honest about something. it's and not I, good it's not good yeah. y'all it's yeah. not
3: and i hate when people are like oh but if, if we lose wrong we're gonna get dina back or we're gonna i don't
2: i don't give a fuck I like what Dina wrote for you. <laughs> I, I, wrote... like I like when Dina wrote Theo. I'm, that won't hurt me much.
4: Me neither. So <laughs> I yeah, know exactly to- like it, it's like being a, a GH fan and threatening them with it's like being a GH fan, having, you know, Sonny and Carly be your favorite characters and threatening them with bringing back Guza okay let's go
1: (laughs) (laughs) like
3: ron has pissed so many people off
1: let's not do this
3: let's not do what no he was talking about the gh thing oh okay
4: (laughs) no i mean i'm just saying like that's Uh, the like that's the comparison like i i get that a lot of people you know i get that she's a lot of people's worst nightmare yes but at this point you know what i mean anyone is
3: better than ron to be honest
2: Uh, and it's and the thing (laughs) is it's specifically for minority characters right because god help us we don't know what the hell he's gonna do with Mm. lisian mm-hmm
4: I I think we do. We do. I think that's we do
2: because <laughs> we remember what he did yeah. with Haley. We remember like they're so minority he's, characters are just so yeah. dis- no, expendable. and exactly.
4: Like- and Lehan he's already writing Leishin as if he is it expendable. Is. he is a yeah. prop for his if he's he's a prop for Jake and Gabby aink yeah it
3: it's very much that and that's what i'm saying like he's pissed off so many and that's
4: that's a and that's another thing that is a super can we talk about the elephant in the room of how it is a completely just disrespectful and gross ass writing trope that needs to die of bringing in a man of color to put in between a ship that you know that you want to be end game, and then to write him as the obvious loser. Cause that's a thing that happens across the board on a lot of not just soaps, but a lot of television shows in general. Yeah. And we've peeped it and it's been called out repeatedly. It's a thing that needs to stop happening. Yeah. Leishan deserves better than that. Like we didn't, we haven't been asking for him to be written and featured and brought into more story just so you can kick him in the teeth. That's not what we asked you for. So like, again, (laughs) again, here we are. And even with this exit, you know, people were like, oh, Trask is being terrible. Trask is being unreasonable. Oh, we hate Trask. Oh, so we're going to make a woman (laughs) of color the bad guy yeah in this that, exit mm, that's what we're doing that is I what mean, i like, noticed as well i was like hmm. call a thing a thing like mm. y'all y'all let him make it with so much bullshit and it's uh, <sighs> the excuses needs to
3: stop because it's these kind of things are hard to ignore because especially
2: when they keep happening on exactly. every single show it keeps happening and it
4: keeps getting worse in every single story And it's like, I I don't, I don't know what it is about racism and racially insensitive shit that y'all think it needs to be intent, quote unquote, intentional
2: Intentional.
4: is worse. Like, I don't, I don't care about your intentions. I care about your results. Your results is a bunch of racist ass storytelling. Clean it
0: up. And and to me, anyway, unintentional would seem almost worse because it's like you're not even realizing how bad that is. And that's almost worse than knowing what's bad and choosing it anyway.
4: And in this particular case, these are things that have been pointed out to you multiple times across multiple shows. And at this point, you're choosing, you're choosing not to take in the feedback and the critique that you're getting because there's no way that you don't hear it. And, and, my other, and
0: my other question would be, obviously, fans are critiquing and, and, and saying it. What are the, the higher-ups thinking? How is there nobody on the production staff at NBC not clocking this and trying to prevent it?
2: Well, you would have to put people in place to monitor things like that. Because higher-ups don't think about things like that. That's how we get into situations like this there there's never anyone in the room to say hey this looks weird but it should be like they're they're actually companies that actually are hired to do things like that but daytime rarely does that they'll hire someone from within the genre but that person's also within the genre they're not going to do too much shaking of the boat because one they probably need a job and two they don't want to uh to tr- uh convince viewers to stop watching but you you need objective outside eyeballs who are who are actually who actively look for things like that and there are people that do it but daytime does not want that these these networks do not want that they're very okay with daytime being the way it is regardless of the fact that it's dying
1: hey guys I hate to cut y'all off but we still have two more sh- true. Uh, what is it called? Praise or shades?
0: How do you not know? You named it.
1: <laughs> I'm here, so I won't get fined, Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I was trying to. Fi- I was trying to figure out a way to wrap this up. And I just do you have a shade or, or praise? I was gonna go with a praise, um, because I was gonna shade. But honestly, y'all shaded enough that I think <laughs> I'm going to pivot to a praise and i'm just going to say is i'm going a to praise
1: is the plane can <laughs> i can you let her down.
3: can you let her finish her praise <laughs> or start her <laughs> praise
0: <laughs> thank you all right my praise is for uh sal and lamone um despite the awful optics of this story they still came to work and made every moment of this work i will miss them terribly on this show but i cannot wait to see where they go next so my praise is for them you're just my <laughs> praise well you believe me there's there's never too much praise for them so why don't you that go is ahead true.
3: no i just wanna i just i can tag along with your praise um I just want to praise Sal Moon for, like, everything they've done with, with the bare minimum they've gotten over the years. Mm. They've,
1: what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love how you slid that in, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, they have gotten the bare minimum and have, like, always sold the material, always showed up, and always given their all. They have built this char- these characters they have made this pa- pairing magical. This journey has been amazing thanks to them. Despite everything, just having been an Elani fan and watching their work, it's, it's been a, a joy to see them act. And I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do next. I will follow them wherever they go. I've said it before. I will welcome them back with open arms if they decide to return one day. So kudos to Moon for everything, for this wonderful pairing, for just giving their all. And that is my praise.
0: All right. And with that, we shall wrap up another episode of Soap Dish Salem Style. We will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. Boycott day. <laughs> Sink, Bye, the y'all. Sink the boat. Sink the Watch boat. Sink the boat. Watch bone. <laughs> Boycott them. Not sink the boat. Not okay. Release your job. Release your credit and release days. <laughs> That's all we have to say. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.